And it is our earnest prayer that the Lord ministers to you. Amen. Would you grab your Bible if you have it? Or if you don't, just uh, pay special attention to the screen behind me. And, and if you have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And I'm going to read 28, 29, and 30. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And when I hear the rustle of pages stop or the uh, pitter-patter of thumbs, because you're on your phone. I thought that was lost. Some of you looked lost on that, so I thought I'd help you. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus speaks and says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And listen to this promise, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. And here's why. Because my yoke is easy, Jesus says, and my burden is light. Come unto me, put it all on me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. I just, very simply today, I wanna preach to you just for a little while about the rest of God. The rest of God. Let me just take a poll here. How many of you are tired this morning? Raise your hand. It's okay. Be honest. It's not a trick question. Some of you, your hand shot up. Others are like, I don't know if I want to admit it, but you're tired. Okay. How many of you, you're not even sure if it's a physical tired. It's an inside tired. You don't even know what to call it. It's an inside tired. It's an inside tired. Maybe your mind's tired. Your emotions tired. And because the inside is tired, it makes the outside tired. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I want to talk to you about the rest of God today because the Lord has good news for all of us in that sense. Lay your Bibles down if they're in your hands. Lift those empty hands to heaven. And that's, let's ask the Lord together as a body just to speak his word to us. Father, we want to thank you for all of your grace and your mercy in our lives. We thank you especially right now for your word we pray the prayer, God, of sincerity, openness, and, and uh, just, just uh, uh, an openness of mind to your word. We pray, God, that as this word is preached here today, God, that our minds would receive it and that it would speak the perfect word, the complete word. God, the spiritual word that needs to explode in our minds and apply to our hearts and our lives. And we're going to thank you in advance for that in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and let's praise him. His word's powerful all by itself. I thank him for it. I thank him for it. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You've been standing. You can be seated. I, uh, I started, when I, I read these scriptures and I was studying, I started looking up statistics. Uh, and a lot of it was, was not really based upon necessarily the fact that these scriptures deal with this, but I just started thinking about humanity right now. And man, I, I just, the best I can tell you is if I had to summarize everything, human beings are messed up. They're just really, anybody with me? You just, they're just really messed up right now. In the day that we live in, it's worse than when I was a kid. I mean, I think humanity's always been messed up since the garden, but the mess is getting bigger. 
and it's getting more thorough, uh, and it's getting more impactful. One in four people over 18 prescribe, are prescribed mental health medications. One out of every four, just following statistics, one out of every four people in this room are taking medications right now to cope, just to live, and to deal with what's going on in their lives. Nearly 50 million Americans. What's so staggering is it's up 20% just from last year. That's, that's where our world is trending right now. And if these prescription drugs are any sort of barometer to where our culture is at emotionally, then here's what I've figured out. We're probably the most uptight, stressed out, anxiety-ridden culture on the face of the earth. Everybody look at each other and say, that sounds like you're pretty messed up. I mean, don't blame it on yourself. Blame it on the person next to you. All this stress leads many of us or many folks to adopt other alternatives to satisfy or get some relief. One of my favorites is, um, and I read this, this is, uh, if you've heard this before, I apologize, but it's just too good to share, not to share. I, I read about the stress diet. Anybody ever heard about the stress diet? You could actually eat your way to a stress-free life. And it's very simple, listen to me, I believe this works. For breakfast, you eat half a grapefruit and one piece of whole wheat toast and eight ounces of skim milk. I could make that, I could make that work. For lunch, you eat, this is precise, four ounces of lean broiled chicken breast and one cup, I don't like it, but I'm gonna eat it if it lowers my stress, steamed zucchini, right? And this is important, you gotta treat yourself, one Oreo cookie. <laughs> one Oreo cookie and then some herbal tea. Now, for your mid-afternoon stack, you eat the rest of the Oreo cookies. Plus a quart of Rocky Road ice cream with a jar of hot fudge on top. For dinner, you, two, you do two loaves of garlic bread, a large pepperoni pizza, 64 ounces of Coke Zero, because you don't want too much sugar. And then for bedtime snack, three Snickers. Come on, somebody. And the entire cheesecake you have in the freezer. No need to get it out. Just take your fork to the freezer and get rid of your stress. I'm amazed as I read scripture because when I look at today, it's very similar, hauntingly similar to the day that, that Jesus walked the face of the earth. Jesus, when he was there, he saw troubled people. He saw an anxious people, a distracted people, people that had burdens. They were burdened about the cares of their own lives and the cares of being under the authoritarian rule of Rome and the dictatorial uh, 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 just wrath of, of Roman. You study Roman culture, they were rough on people. And there was, a, there was this sense, this constant sense of fear that something was coming to take either something else away or to punish them. They were troubled by their oppressors. They were anxious about their future. And they were burdened with their responsibilities. That's who Jesus talked to. That's who Jesus spoke to. And today, Satan still deals in that same currency. Yes, it's a different day, and there are different methods, but they are there to make us feel the same way that people felt when it required a Messiah to walk on to the face of the earth. I started reading some statistics and just reading, and I, I tell you, I couldn't read very long. I was, I was starting, just a, just a cloud started coming over me when I realized all of what's going on. There was a 
2022 results of stress in America poll by the American Psychological Association. And this, this poll has our mental health professionals very concerned. These are not religious people. These are not at least all of them, or maybe even, I don't even know how many of them, but these are mental health professionals, and they are concerned with where Americans are at right now. According to the poll, stress and mental health statistics in the U.S. are worsening due to a lot of reasons. They say that the rising costs of day-to-day -day necessities like groceries and gas, come on somebody, and electricity, global unrest, and the threat of direct military conflict between our country and other nations, supply chain issues, rising inflation in the country up some 59% in August. People are stressed about money. They're stressed about the economy. They're tense and stressed about possible cyber attacks and they start reading headlines and they're afraid of nuclear threats from outside of the US. Fear of World War III, not breaking out, but that the genesis of it has already even begun. And in a bid to cope with all of this, this is just statistics, almost 25% of American adults who participated in this survey admitted to drinking more alcohol now than they did before because of their distressors in this life. Of, of, of the 58% of the respondents, they experienced undesired, here, get ready, weight inflections. Because of the stress, now that's one, maybe you ain't drinking alcohol, but some of you have been eating the cheesecake. Come on now. Right, weight inflections because of the stress that, that, that they are underneath. And, and here's what really got me, and I, I had tears streaming out of my face when I was reading this. It said the stress levels in America among parents and caregivers in particular has risen to record levels. And here's why. Because over 30, listen to this, folks, it ought to scare us to death. Over 30% of kids from 13 to 18 are being diagnosed with anxiety or disorders. These are kids that don't pay bills. They just gotta go to school, but they are have sincere and real anxiety disorders because of the world that is around them. And then it said, went on to say that 70% of parents were under extreme stress for their children's academic and social and emotional development and the, just the pure uncertain future that lays in front of their kids. Listen to this, the chief for practice transformation of the APA who did this survey, Lynn Bufka, said this, we don't usually see 80% of people telling us any particular stressor has that many individuals say that that's affecting them. And she said, this is particularly difficult time for parents right now because they're maxed out themselves, overwhelming and dealing with their own stuff. She stated, this is a professional, this isn't a religious statement, this isn't a religious opinion, it's not a pastor, it's not a religious leader, this is a psycho leading psychologist that said, we know that the, the job of the American parents is to get their young ones through and to get the necessary social skills that will enable them to move forward in the midst of all this. But listen to what she said. She said, we are in uncharted territory about how to do that. 
We've got kids and we've got adults that are going to record high levels of uncertainty and stress and hopelessness. And this world is wringing their hands. The professionals among us are wringing their hands and saying, we don't know what to do with all of this that's going on. I don't know if you realize it or not, but Satan is on the attack more so than ever before. And he is passing out hopelessness like candy. He is peddling fear and people are lining up to buy it and to take it and to live on it. Not this, just this generation, but he's feeding into the next one, figuring that if he does enough and impacts enough that he can kill faith altogether. Satan knows that anxious people don't have very much faith. He knows that troubled people at many times find it very hard to believe. He knows that burdened people many times can't lift up their head to see ahead. Burdened with trouble and anxiety, worry, weight and fear. All of these, the enemy of faith and the devil's doing his best to kill faith upon the earth. But I'm rising right now to come up against that spirit. I'm going to stand in this pulpit and preach against anxiety and fear and all this mess that's going on amongst them. And I would love to say it's out there, but there's a reason why I need to preach it in here. And to anybody that'll listen, there's a God in heaven that has the answer to every bit of anxiety and fear in this world. Jesus looked at all of it and said, come unto me. If you're laboring, you come unto me. If you're heavy laden, you come unto me because I've got a promise. When the world can't give it, when the doctor can't give it, when all you're doing can't give it, I can give it. I've got a rest that you need in your life. I'm rising to tell somebody right now, the devil is a liar. There is rest in the middle of this chaos. There is peace in the middle of this chaos. Don't you believe it for a second. I'm not buying what he's, I'm not buying what he's selling. Some of you need to get out of line today. You need to get out of line and walk away from your anxiety and from your fear and from your worry. There's still a God that's in control of everything. Look at somebody say there's rest in God. Look at somebody you know is worrying and tell them there's rest in God. You didn't want to tell him, did you? He said, come unto me all that you labor. Heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn. You got to learn this. For I'm weak and lowly in heart. You'll find, I promise you, rest unto your souls because my yoke, it's easy, and my burden is life, is light. John would say, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He said, fear has torment. God never prescribed torment to your life. He never prescribed you to walk up and, or wake up in dread and worry and fear. How in the world, what do I do to combat the fear that is overwhelming? I'm going to tell you what you do. You get real close up to the love of God. 
you just snuggle up to the love of God, if you allow me to say that. The closer you are to the love of God in your life, the worse it is for fear to get up in your life. If you are here today and you are full of fear and anxiety about what's going on, I've got a great prescription for you. You just need Jesus to love on you for a minute in this service here today. You'll be amazed. I, I know it sounds too easy. I, I know it does. And this world wants to tell you that it's complicated, but I'm telling you, it's very easy. We just need Jesus. My God, this world needs Jesus. If you are messed up today, there's only one thing that you need. It's not that pill that you're taking every morning. It's the power of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. I need somebody that knows what it's like to overcome fear and to overcome doubt and to overcome anxiety. I need somebody that's been delivered from your despondency. I need you to wave your hand right now. I need you to testify. There is no torment in God's love. Come on, clap your hands if he's delivered you. Man, I'm just going to say, is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? I don't care what you're struggling with. I feel like doing an altar call right now. Come on, I, I bind fear in the name of Jesus. I bind anxiety in the name of Jesus. Come on, you ought to get out of your seat and run to an altar. Your rest is in the power of the Holy Ghost. Your rest is in the power of the Spirit of God. Come on, anybody else, anybody else, anybody else? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I'm not gonna preach any longer. We need something to happen right here. Fear is being broken right here. Anxiety is being broken right here. It's a work of the Holy Ghost. It's a work of the Spirit. Come on, that's it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Come on, you've been yoked up with everything that has drugged you to the pit of hell in your mind. You need to yoke up with Jesus right now. Come on, there's a breaking in the Holy Ghost. There's a breaking in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it, that's it. What are you scared of? What are you scared of? What are you fearful of? Come unto me. Come on, hear the words of the Lord. Come unto me. Come unto me. Bring it to me. I promise you the Lord is not intimidated. He is not intimidated of your faults, your failures. Come on, that's it. Let, the, let this place be filled with the sound of freedom. The sound of freedom is the people of God praying and travailing. 
and the power of the Spirit of the Lord coming down. That's it. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Your voice is key. Come on, you've been declaring that fear, vocalizing that fear, both in your mind and out of your mouth. What happens when you turn it on its head? What happens when you begin to declare the victory of the Lord? What happens when you begin to declare the goodness of God? What happens when you begin to declare the provision of God? Come on, that's it, open your mouth, open your mouth. I feel it right now, open your mouth. Open your mouth unto him. I cast it on you, Lord. Every care, I cast it on you. Yeah. Come on, get yoked up with him right now. The closer you get to love, the more fear has got to run. Come on, that's it, young people. That's it, young folks. I don't care what they say about your generation. There's some faith-filled apostolic kids that don't need prescriptions. They've got power. Come on, that's it, open your mouth. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Some things get broken by great prayer. That's it. You can't afford just to have a little pity party in the altar right now. You need deliverance. The Lord's here to yoke up with you. He's here to deliver you. He's here to set you free. You're not gonna walk into that dread in that house anymore. You're not gonna wake up in the middle of the night with darkness all around you. Your mind consumed. Rest. Come on, that's it. This is the refreshing. This, come on, Isaiah said, this is the refreshing. The Holy Ghost is a refreshing. With stammering lips and an unknown tongue, will I speak to my people? And this is the refreshing. Well, the reason why some of you are dealing with what you're dealing with is you've not been refreshed in the Holy Ghost. You need a fresh dose this morning. Some of you need your first dose. Come on, that's it, that's beautiful. That's more beautiful than any music. Come on, that's music to the Lord's ears. His people crying out to him. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. I can rest in him. I can rest in him.